Welcome to From Fear Into Action, where we have evolutionary conversations with conscious entrepreneurs. Sometimes all you need are the right tips at the right time with a little mindset magic, which is exactly what you are about to get. Now, here are your hosts, Julian Knoll and Heather Porter. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the very first From Fear to Action podcast, where we'll be interviewing entrepreneurs about the real journey of entrepreneurship. Take away the glitz, the glamour, all the sort of hyperbole and sort of the fantasy of entrepreneurialism to the actual guts of it and what it really takes and what will really help you to get and create your entrepreneurial vision. And I am so happy to be co-hosting this with the very gorgeous Heather Porter. So welcome to you, Heather. Thank you so much, Julian. I I am just so grateful and excited to be here. And I don't believe there's any accidents, um, especially how our paths have crossed and how they recrossed for us to be able to do this incredible podcast for people all over the world. You know, like you said, people that are entrepreneurs are in startup phase, they're growing a business and they're just reaching out for that little bit of inspiration or they're maybe feeling lonely or they've had a bad day and they just need to have tap in you know, to an amazing community. Um, and you know what, I have to tell our listeners just a quick story. When I first met you, I was, you don't even know this, by the way. So when I first met you, I remember you walked into the room and you were wearing this jacket that you had hand sewn stitching in. Do you know the one I'm talking about? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. So you, we, we had met guys when we were there with sort of a, a mutual friend slash client and we were doing some filming with him and um, here comes Julian, he walks in and he has this funky jacket and he has this like white hand stitching that is down like the lapel and, and you know, all the, the different seams. And I thought, that guy is so quirky and so cool and he just, his energy walks into the room before he arrives. So <laughs> I thought, you know, I'm going to I'm going to know him for a while, you know, and, and a couple years later, our paths cross again and Shine is growing and, and Shine, the Shinepreneur community is growing massive. And I thought, what a beautiful way to play with you, Julian. So it's going to be exciting, this journey that we're going to have together. Oh, that's so sweet. Heather, I'm really chuffed by that. <laughs> that's very, very nice. Yeah. Yeah, I, I kind of, I do do that with my um, clothes. I used to work in the in the fashion industry. And so, you know, image, et cetera, is really important. But I've kind of found that, um, you know, sometimes when we wear a label, we can be a label, a, a, a slave to a label or a slave to a look. And I'm very much about individuality, about taking something and making it your own. And that really, to me, is very much about what entrepreneurialism is about. It's about a unique take on things. It's about seeing something in the world that we want to make a difference to. And then we we create something that's grows out of our very own being and our history. And that's why I think the entrepreneurial journey is so exciting. So uh, thank you. That's a really lovely acknowledgement, oh, um, Heather. You're so very welcome. And on that, I think, you know, let's talk about our first extraordinary oh, guest that you've yeah. chosen. <laughs> Now, now I, I, I think um, Jeffrey Slater is is a totally unique human being. He's scaled the dizzy heights himself of entrepreneurialism, and uh, he's also someone who is profoundly spiritual. 
um, and really practical. So he's a complete, in my opinion, shinepreneur. He knows how to create wealth and make money, how to take other great people along, um, you know, with him. And um, he's like a little pocket rocket. <laughs> he's a very petite man, but he has the soul of a lion. And he's commanding. And when you when he speaks, you listen because he comes from that rare place of very integrated um, experience. He's a very beautiful soul. He has an amazing vision for business and for entrepreneurs. And uh, would you like to further the introduction? Yes. Yeah, so as you guys listen to these episodes, what you'll notice is that Julian is, is going to tell more the story and the connection points and his questions as well are much more from a, a different, I guess, angle for me. And because of my background in sort of online marketing and coding websites and sort of the precision with things, I will follow up with the sort of the official bio and then <laughs> <laughs> some of those, some of those, you know, other side of, angle side of questions. So I think we're, we're going to play a little fun dance together with you guys. So with further, without further ado, Jeff Lee Sater, I want to tell you a little bit about him. So he's a best-selling author. He's an international speaker, a philanthropist, a thought leader, and social entrepreneur. He has shared the stage with other thought leaders, and check this out, guys, like Sir Richard Branson, John Gray, Les Brown, Dr. Martini, Frank Kern, who's one of my mentors, T. Harv Ecker, and many, many more. So let's get stuck in, and welcome to the show, Jeff. So, uh, Jeffrey, welcome very much to the Fear, Fear Into Action podcast with uh, myself, Julian Knoll, and Heather Porter. And uh, I'd like to lead us off in really starting to explore this new emerging context within which entrepreneurs and change makers are um, developing, you know, that there's this whole shift happening in, in, in awareness and consciousness and so many uh, of the traditional structures are starting to crumble and fall. Uh, some of us are really excited about that and some of us are fearful uh, in that world and, you know, both sides of the coin, you know, are really relevant. You were talking a little bit about uh, the prophecy about the condor and the eagle. Can you um, talk a little bit about that? Sure. Um, and there are medicine men and medicine women in the jungles that can explain this far more in depth. But there's a, a, a new earth or a new, new density coming for the human family. Now, it can sound a little out there, a little bit hippie. And at the same time, if I bring it down to, ground, you know, to grounding this in for business leaders and entrepreneurs, what's actually happening is, is the old ways are becoming obsolete. The old ways of marketing, the the old ways of uh, of how to pitch your products and your services, they're seeming to not work anymore. And almost because like the veil is starting to be lifted more and more where people must be in alignment with what they do or else other people can see and feel it that they're not. And and whereas the old ways, maybe it wouldn't have worked, it would have worked. But now the new ways are, are changing. So our businesses must evolve. We must we must evolve and how we interact with each other seems to be evolving. So that's in alignment with the condor and the eagle where there's a dissolving of boundaries between each other, a dissolving of boundaries between cultures, a dissolving of boundaries between life and death. And um, we're starting to see more and feel more of, of what's actually always been there. 
Jeff, you've shared the stage with some incredible people as we just sort of, you know, introduced you a, a second ago, you know, Sir Richard Branson and John Gray. And so as you've, you've shared the stage over the last several years doing these talks, what is or what are some of the common themes that you found, which, which really is going on in the shift in how we do business? Well, I can only, you know, this is just my experience. Uh, and I can only share on my on my behalf for what's true for me, and everyone can take what they'd like or throw out the rest, right? Um, because we're really moving to a time where everyone has, they, they really are their best teachers within themselves. Mm. And so I'll just share what's been on my path is, you know, one of my goals as a young, not young, but, you know, I was in my 20s, I wanted to be on the biggest stages in the world. And, and I read all these guys' books, you know, Richard Branson, Tony Robbins read his books, and... Uh, Dr. Martini and all these people, I, and I wanted to be on the stage with them. And when I was on the same tours as some of these guys, I realized when I got on the stage, my I didn't feel any different. So I was blinded by the by achievement, and and achievement's not not all it's cracked up to be. And I and I realized that I think a lot some of what drove me to do that was a sense of not being worth it as a person. I needed a significant validation uh, and. I, I didn't feel good enough as a human being. And I realized that that was all cultural programming. So there I was, got off the stage of Tony Robbins and on these tours, 5,000 people or so clapping. And I felt mildly sad and uh, not sure what to do because I thought that's what I thought it was supposed to be incredible when it was just another day. And if I can't be happy with where I am now, how am I going to be happy with where, where I'm going? And I was living in the future constantly and uh, instead of actually being here now. And the more I do my best to be here now, the better my life goes. Look, I love that. And Julian, I know you and I have talked about this too. I think with entrepreneurs, we like we forget how to celebrate somehow. We forget how to sort of say, look at this amazing step that we've just taken in our business. Um, for gosh, Jeff, how do you, after getting off the stage and realizing, yeah, I'm not really happy and what's going on here with myself, What, what? how do you live now in the moment where you have these huge milestones that you're able to achieve? How do you understand and recognize that you've come from somewhere that you are, you know, where you are now today? Um, I realize I haven't gone anywhere. Uh, ah. that, <laughs> that's, that's really it. You know, I've, the more I've, one of my, one of the, the greatest gifts I've received on this path is realizing that um, there's nowhere to get. And I've tried every angle, you know, I'm going to be on the biggest stages of the world. I'm going to go make a million dollars, whatever. It, it's all leads nowhere. Um, and I've and well, one thing that's been so incredible out of it is my favorite thing to do is to take some of the most successful, um, so-called successful, game-changing thought leaders in the world and and take them through experiences in in the jungles and on ex- adventures that are just not normal. And then what happens is all like a lot of the programming gets stripped down. And no matter how rich you are and successful you are and achievements you are, when you're next to somebody in the middle of the jungle, you're just a human being. And you start stripping away all the cultural programming. And so from there, what I've got a sense of is that achievement is a trap. Second thing I've learned is that um, is that life is a gift. Uh, the third thing is that is that often what we do for a living, like living or what we our purpose or what we're out for, can sometimes get in the way of our own evolution. So what I realized was by being on all these stages all the time, all the time, I was actually slowing my own evolution down as a human being. I was giving lots of attention externally instead of into my own internal journey. And I was becoming distracted by what I was doing. And so it became very important to pull back from 
even pull back from the public a little bit and go inward into myself so that I could I could really do what I'm here for, which is my soul's journey. And uh, and that soul's journey is sometimes some quiet time. And and how do you integrate both those deeper soul impulses with with commerce and business and entrepreneurship? What's oh, uh, what's the it's, new ground? Um, for you? It's very messy. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's really messy and uh, and challenging and hard and and it's not easy. You know, I was in uh, Mexico about four months ago, five months ago, with some pretty on this island in the middle of Mexico, and with some very very intense uh, medicine men, a medicine man or medicine woman. It was just really us and two others on an island and um, on this little beach here. And for about a week, we stayed there. And I, I, I really got a, more and more the, the, the experience of um, trans, true evolutionary transformation happens at the edge of absolute, absolute fear, like utter terror, and then utter bliss right at the same moment at the same time. And that's where uh, time seems to stop. And then, and then when time stops, we're outside of time. And then we grow, in, then we evolve uh, into the next chapter of our life. And, uh, and that's a destructive process. So many people out there that are experiencing uh, frustration, what if it's not, what if you actually like a, like a, like a, like an alchemy is taking place, a destructive process for whatever's supposed to be birthed within you, it could be taking place. Wow. I know it's a little esoteric. I mean, people want tangible takeaways, but you know, how many courses have people done out there that tells them what to do, but they just don't do it. It's always based in fear. Most of the time, I know I, but you more striving to get more actions of what to do instead of better question might be asked, what, what do you not do? What can you take away? Um, like when you do your goals in the morning or your year long thing, ask yourself, not what you're going to do that day. Ask yourself what you're not going to do. And in your business, what are you not going to do? That's wasting your time. Uh, stuff like that. So it sounds to me like you're in a very powerful dynamic process yourself with all of this. Uh, you know, people, I think the days are over where they look for the person that has all the answers. I think that they're, I don't have all the answers. Uh, but I know I have the, I, if I know if I, I have the answers for my life and if I stay true to myself, as, which is really what I'm here for, then maybe it gives people unconscious permission to, to do the same for themselves. And then we, then we no longer seek leadership outside of ourselves. We seek leadership within. So I don't have all the answers for everyone's life and I definitely don't have the, um, have this mysterious world figured out because it's a mystery and it's supposed to remain a mystery. It's the job is to bathe in the mystery, not try and solve the mystery. So when we're talking about fear, cause I want to tap into that a little bit more. And you were saying that looking at fear, you know, straight on that it's oftentimes about removing things rather than trying to look for the things you need to do. I would love to find out, you know, right now, obviously we're all going through decisions and things that we are working towards in our, in our lives and our businesses. For you, Jeff, what's something right now that you're looking at and there is some uncomfort or discomfort and maybe even a bit of fear coming up and how do you actually go from fear to action? How are you going to go through this moment right now to get to where you want to be? I'm going to stumble through it like I do everything else. So I don't want to go 10 years from now in my life and still still be wondering if I should have, would have done that. That's scarier to me than actually just doing it. So. I guess I would say I will fail forward. Gold. <laughs> but I, I, the truth, you know, and the answer is I don't actually know at a conscious level how I'm going to figure it all out. Um, but it tends to, the universe seems to have 
humanity's back. So I'm going to one by one, take one step forward and uh, day by day, it'll happen. I think right now there'll be huge sighs of relief <laughs> for people who are listening and then an incredible sense of dismay of, oh, no, we thought you had all the answers. <laughs> no, you know what? I hope I uh, – that's really great, actually. Hopefully that humanity can – can uh, the people listening to this and go, oh, I have to find the answers within myself. Uh, he doesn't have it and many other people don't. And anyone that says they have all the answers, um, I, I – I, I get a little concerned because after spending time with the people who sit, who I thought had all the answers and had it all together, the more I, when I see them in the jungles, tearing their hearts out and like in a beautiful way, I mean like, you know, emotionally, um, you know, I find that they have challenges just like all of us. And I, so everyone, no one's above or below anybody else. And then we level the playing field out and then we discover our gifts. And, uh, and that seems to happen. So your, but your question of what am I, doing what am i contemplating now um i'm contemplating now working with a very you know a small group of of leaders and when i say small maybe 50 uh and spending most of my time and my attention there you know through through really really intense experiences like a whole like one of like the most intense most transformational year of people's lives and I'm very being very selective about where I spend my time because I'm realizing that I have I have to exert my time where it's you know we all have a up something to do here and I have to only spend my time there um, anywhere else it can be a drain and 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 what I've found is over the years after training millions of people is there are other people out there that are handling um, the crowd that I was working with before so I, so now I can move on. With with that, you know, something that always comes to my mind is is you know the so-called mentors of mine and books that I read. Everyone sort of says you need to have clarity on where you're headed, and it sounds like you're getting that right now with because you want to work within this select incredible group of leaders. But I want to address, I guess, a couple of things. How important do you find clarity to be? Complete clarity on where you're going, and also as you become clear. How do you communicate your vision? How do you build a community around you? Well, okay, let's start with clarity. Um, it's not, for me, being crystal, crystal clear is impossible. Um, so I, I gave up trying to be crystal clear a long time ago because, because uh, it often can lead to procrastination before I begin. So I think it's trust in myself and trust in the universe. So I'll get as clear as I can and take for, take action. But being crystal clear is impossible. In my in my that's just that's just my belief. So, um, and then that 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 make that people listening to that can go, oh, maybe I don't need to get it perfect before I ever begin. Yes. And I can just begin. So the second thing uh, is. You actually, okay, that was the first one on clarity. There was another question in there? Yeah, so as you move into clarity, a big part of moving forward into that is communicating your vision to those around you to be a part of that, that ride. So how do you communicate your vision? I used to put a lot of attention on what everybody thought instead of just who I'm here to impact. So what matters is the people I'm here, who I'm here to impact and, and the other people, their opinions and what they think think about what I should do or shouldn't do aren't as relevant as the tribe I'm supposed to work with. So, so now I just ask myself, all right, if I just am here to work with 50 
top leaders in the world, who are they? How do I reach them? And how do I connect with those people? And how do I deliver them the best possible experience? Because I, uh, and that's, that's my quest. It's not how do I serve the masses because I'll get lost in that. So instead of focusing on the big niche, it's focusing and narrowing really clearly. And the way you, I, I've done that is ask myself, what is the problem I'm here to solve? And be, and be vigilantly, ruthlessly, unapologetically go after that. And that's what it takes a lot of like, guts to do. And I'm in that process right now. Wow. So I'd love to know, um, what is the problem you're here to solve? To take the wealthiest, biggest, most um, impactful entrepreneurs on the planet and uh, and have them spend time with medicine men, medicine women, and uh, to turn to reconnect them to their true nature of who they are and develop more empathy so we can create more empathy in this world so that our, our companies of the future have empathy and are no longer and actually are aligned with the people of the planet and it's okay to make a profit too, but they develop they develop themselves as leaders of the future, where they where they lead from the back, not in the front, and uh, and they empower their team. So the sh- I'm still refining it, but the short mm-hmm. version is I'm here to support the next generation of entrepreneurs and game changers to reconnect their true nature, by all wow. means necessary. Beautiful. So you talked about leaders of the future. What are some of the qualities that you sense are kind of seeking to emerge or are are characteristics of the leaders of the future? Self-awareness is number one. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, what does that mean? I was listening to to a a recent, I think it was was Tim Ferriss. I I like Tim. I was on the stage with Tim Ferriss four years ago in Melbourne, I think. And he's incredible as a thought leader, um, and I like his work. And uh, he was interviewing a, a man who talked about self-awareness. And one, and he said it quite well. He said, a leader can, when they're in a conversation, they can see themselves having that conversation. What should change? What shouldn't change? Are they being heard? And to become self-aware. They see things from almost a, a meta point of view, and then they can make adjustments on themselves and others. The leaders that that know it all, that have no sense of hum, of being humble, they usually get ejected pretty quickly. And the ones that people tend to to respect more are the ones that are that don't know much, as far as uh, they're willing to not know. And then they have that sense of self awareness. And you know, Gary Vanderchuk said the same thing. So this is this has been validated through countless countless. Um, interviews I've I've had and experiences too. So speaking of of self awareness, I want to tap into intuition here for a second, because we've all we've heard you know what is it Donald Trump or somebody that said you know be quick to f- hire fast to fire or no yeah. slow to hire fast to hire and always always yeah, yeah. make your decisions with your gut. So do you do that, Jeff? Do you do you use your intuition a lot in your business? Yeah. I, I, I definitely, I, I don't know where I'd be without it, but, uh, I would say that sometimes here's what, look, people can take this or leave this, but most of the Western world, um, and I realized in my, in my life that until I got outside this busy, busy ant nest, you know, I had been meditating for 
since I'm 36, 16 years meditating, eating clean food, uh, drinking clean water, very regimented, spending time, you know, in ashrams and, and then also going to business meetings. And I was bent dancing between two worlds. And then it wasn't until I got, I took, I let go of my fears of what everyone thought. And I just got out of this, this busyness world that exists here and went and spent some time with just with nature and with the med- the people who understand how to be human. And I realized I was so far from my humanity. I had no idea what it was to be human. I had lost it because I was in this idea of what, what it is to be successful. And so I, I, I went to the jungles and I spent some time with some human beings that were really in touch with their true nature. And uh, it was very scary. But what came about for me was, uh, was that, that if we lose our humanity, what's the point of being successful? There's no reason for it. And, uh, and what I found was, was that I lost my train of thought. I was just in the jungles. But I guess what I want to, I, I, you know, and I make mistakes sometimes, but I, I lost my train of thought. But basically what I want to share with the audience is that there's so much to be learned outside of this busy Western world. And it is so hard to leave it. And it was so scary. And my parents like, what are you doing? And I just took the time out to do it. And I learned so much about myself, my leadership, where I am, where I'm going, and uh, and my role on this planet. And I realized I was completely sick, and I didn't know I was sick. That's how sick I was. And I couldn't even hear my own gut because I was filled with toxins and toxic thoughts. And uh, and I had to go clean myself out. And I, and I continually do that. But I didn't know how sick I was. Um, and sick, not just like sick but sick emotionally, sick with trauma. And I had done all the trainings and all the mainstream self-help and I was still sick. And so I got to say that there's things that we can learn outside of this busy, busy world, even the self-help world that, that we have no comprehension of. And I'm, uh, and it's a mystery, but they have, we have so much to learn from the indigenous people, so much to learn, so much to learn. And I am just like a mere student in that world. And, uh, and, and so the takeaway is, is to hear my gut, I had to clean my gut. To hear my gut, I had to clean my emotional trauma. To hear my instinct, I had to dissolve the boundaries between myself and my symbiotic relationship with everything around me. And that is what I needed to hear my gut. Otherwise, I was listening to trauma. Mm. Wow. wow. That's beautifully said, Jeff. I know. Thank you. Really beautiful. Thank you. And I, th- I think it really does point to the massive shift um, that so many of us are feeling in the world. And there's a, when we kind of, when we're on the fringes of things, it can be um, a lonely place, uh, a place that's filled with doubt because we're acculturated, we're born into a culture of things. And that when we see, you know, bright, shiny, gold, diamonds, silver, cars, real estate, money, bank balances, beautiful partners, handbags, fast cars and the latest technology, we just don't question it. We don't have the faculty or we we lose that faculty. But what I sense is happening out there is, is there is this re-emergence, there's this in, level of intelligence within the human being that is stamping its foot and saying, I will not put up with this anymore. This is not the truth. So it's, it's, it's happening with the, and people don't, I can't, I don't share names, but I've been in the, these experiences with, um, with the people, people look up to and they are, they are stomping it out. They can't go public with it mm. because they have shareholders, but they are stomping 
these beliefs out and and they're the ones that are bringing forth their humanity and they're trying to bring it to their companies and they're bumping up against a, a system that you know the whole corporate system itself and the capitalistic system is slightly insane something's got to something's got to give it's just got to mm. yeah and 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 I and I see that that's what's happening I see the cracks you know are emerging and with that there's a incredible level of fear but I also think there's an incredible level of excitement and calm and um that's what I'm really interested in with Shine is creating that community, you know, the the early adopters, the intuitives, the, the mavericks, the ones who were prepared to play the game according to different rules, you know. Well, um, you know, it's so important that that, like, that's why it's, people need to know that they're not alone. Mm. And, you're, you know, like communities like yours where people start to see more of the veil, they start to feel more, and they can actually share and hear other people's insights. And same with the business leaders out there. They're, they're waking up, too, within themselves, and they need to know they're not alone. So a community like like a tribe like you guys create is really important. Yeah, yeah. I want to know yeah. more about your tribe, Jeff. So talk to us. How did Because you, you're kind of international as well, right? You're, are you, did you say you're in Byron right now in Australia, Byron Bay? Yeah, I'm in Byron right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, but you're from the States. You've been on the stage all over the world. Um, what does your tribe look like, your community? Talk, talk to us about them a little bit. My my tribe looks like uh, it. It depends on what part of it. I mean, there's people that I, I that are around that meet each other, that build incredible relationships, and that's a lot of the value. Is nothing to do with me. They just they meet each other, and these relationships get born that are incredible. Businesses get born, and pe- and you know <laughs> people end up babies get born too. Uh-huh. All that happens. Uh, but but more importantly, um, I think if I go to my closer network. Because I found that the better boundaries I have, the more uh, loving I can become, and the more loving I am. So as I get closer into my network, into my inner, more my inner circle, uh, these are the business leaders that are that are making big, big shifts in the world where nobody, some of them don't even know their names, they don't even know what's happening, and they're doing what they can to build more sustainable futures. For uh, for humanity, they're doing big give back projects that no one's hearing about. They're you know a more public level would be someone like you know like uh, chocolate companies that are vegan that are out there in the world that are doing incredible incredible things to completely uh, shift people's relationship to healthy food uh, and stuff like that. So on the inner circle, they are biz- So on the inner circle, they are just really incredible business leaders and entrepreneurs that are building for purpose projects that make a freaking difference in this world because it's the time. This is the time. And that's my inner circle. Gold. Wow. Jeff, the more I'm talking to you, the more I like you. Seriously, you're unbelievable. I mean, I think that you guys listening there, there's like moments of silence as Julian and I are con- like absorbing the information because Things that are coming to me are like to get away from the busyness, to simplify the life, your life, to you don't yeah. have to be perfect. You don't have to be perfect, right? So you just imperfectly make steps forward and build and or join a community because you just can't do it alone. And, and, and why would you want to anyway? And, and I think the other thing that, I've, that I'm hearing yeah. really strongly too is really follow your own intuition and your own wisdom. And and have the courage to follow those impulses. Be willing to be willing to you know fail 
you know, and be willing to learn and be willing to stumble. It's uh, think about the inquiry I'm in right now is what is what do I like? Be, I'm going to be my first customer, and what do I want in the world that is not here? And I'm going to go build it. And if people want to join it, great. But that's the inquirement. So the people listening, what is it that you want in the world? You know, for example, maybe it's a you, you don't have the right journal to write in in the morning. Maybe you go make a journal that you want and you be your first customer because instead of doing a whole lot of market research, go build what you want and be your first customer. And then others, they'll take to leave it. I had this one medicine woman who, who told me she, she was in this. They spend like three weeks in isolation or so with specific plants. And she said, I was in this deep meditation and the plants and and I got this message to write a book. And she's very, no, very few people know this woman's name and she likes to keep it that way because um, it's not her thing. Her job is not to be out there. And she said, and then she's like, I don't want to write a book, you know, to the, to the spirits. So she's like, mother earth. She's like, I don't want to write a book. I don't need to be out there. I have no interest in being famous or any of that. And, and then she said, why do I need to write a book? And the plants and the, the mother said, because there's one person who needs to read it. Just one. I got and she's, and, 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 and then, that's it. So she's starting to write a book, but for that one person. And she's like, and she has no attachment to how it has to look and, uh, and how many people need to read it. And we need to do things coming from that place because we are programmed to be, as, as, as Westerners, we're programmed to be the hero of the world, the biggest thought leader in the world. We always had to be the biggest. When the plants and the animals aren't trying to be the biggest in the world, they're just being, they're just being part of the world. So, and no, no role is more important than the other. And if it's your role to be the biggest in the world on whatever your subject matter is, then it'll happen. If it's not, let it go. Wow. <laughs> You're speechless, Julian, so I, again. I love uh, it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think, like, I think we're at that place where maybe language is being transcended too, which is great, which yeah. is what's good needs to happen for this whole human family to wake up. We need to transcend this language because it's a commerce language and it's insane. But that's, sorry, that was just my rant, but. No, I love that you said that. That's honesty. And that's what I think a lot of people are caught up in. And the big thing for me is I look at so many people in the online space that are so petrified of saying something on social media because of either comparitis, where they're looking at the perfectly curated, you know, grids of Instagram of somebody they look up to, or the fact that they don't ever feel ready. They literally don't. And so the fact mm. that you just said for this woman, write the book because there's one person that needs your message that and that alone can drive any of us forward i think if we really truly believe in that yeah totally you know heather because i know you do a lot of great work with bringing more heart space out to the um online community and i it reminded me i was just reading seth godwin's work and uh, seth Seth's a great marketer, and he said the pro and he said the challenge with because a lot of people have a fear of rejection when they put themselves online, so they make a video and then comments happen, right? It's yep. just the trolls happen, the comments happen, and and we will often when we put our video out there, we will pay attention to the to people's comments when really those people's those people's comments are not necessarily who our tribe and who we're meant to reach anyway. So then we we pull back when really it's it's not who doesn't like it it's it's who does like it and often the comments and all that noise can distract us from just having that one person that needs to read our book we don't need to reach the whole world we need to reach our tribe and who we're here for 
And so in that online community, go out there, put it out there and pay attention to just the people you're here to reach and don't let the noise of everyone's comments distract you. And the next thing is, is, um, you know, Tim Ferriss talks a lot about a thousand, um, that of a thousand people that see your message, 10% are just going to get pissed off anyway, because they just get pissed off for being pissed <laughs> off. So, so, you know, you can pretty much statistically a hundred out of a thousand people that see your message, a hundred people are just going to be upset because that's just what they do. So write that off as a number. And then there's a 1% of the population, which is completely just insane. Um, and that's, so there's a one person or sorry, yeah, 1%, 10 people that are just kind of nuts. So no big deal. And then, uh, then there's a small percentage that will not like what you have to say, but then there's the ones that do. And the difference between someone who's a game changer and someone who's fragile is the fragile person pays so much attention to the people who don't like what they have to say. And, and they're all their attention is on that. And they give no credit to the people who love what they're sharing and are impacting their lives. The strong, the strong, the courageous, the game changer, what they do is they have their attention on the ones that is making a difference on, and they have minimal attention on the ones where they say, I don't like it. Absolutely. Oh my. So I have one more question. Wow. Uh, Julian, you might have one as well as we start to wrap no, up. No, 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 no. My, no, no. My, my <laughs> last question for you, Jeff, is what does success mean to you? Success is, uh, for me, I really like... Um, I don't, I don't, I'm a horrible cook. Uh, I'm just really crappy at cooking because I haven't spent much time on it and it's not really my priority right now, but I, I like toast. And so I, I really make it like a really good, um, toast. And so I, I put the toaster in the uh, little toaster and I got this one from target. That's so incredible. And this toaster, you put it down and it beeps when it comes back up. And, and it's just this automatically timed toaster. It's like so advanced, right? I think it was like $80. It was different between the $60 one and the $80 one. So I bought this $80 toaster and it's, I put the toast in and it comes out and success is when I, when the butter melts right on the toast, like not, and it doesn't get a bunch of chunks on it. And, uh, and then I get to, and then, and then I, and then I like to put, um, this macadamia nut, uh, spread on it with a little bit of the butter. And, uh, and, and when I do that, I am successful. Whereas before my idea of success was to be worth, you know, billions of dollars and, and to, to have the white picket fence and a nice house and a jet plane. And frankly, that's a bunch of bullshit. And, uh, and, and really I'm just, I, I've changed my measure of success so that I can just allow myself to be human. And through that experience of being human, I go back to my soul's calling and I don't really have a reason for doing anything I do anymore. Um, I just do it because it's what there is to be done. And, and some people will call it success. Some people will call it not successful, but in my eyes, I'm just listening. And so good toast, listening to my soul's calling and doing the best I can every day. I, every day I'm here with the choices that I have is my idea of success. Wow. That's it. Beautiful. Look, Jeffrey, sitting here listening to you, I, I know you love surfing. And yeah. I feel like this last 30, 35 minutes has been like riding a series of enormous waves. And uh, it's been a joy and an absolute thrill, as big waves are. And I want to thank you for your humility. And I want to thank you for your tenacity and for your integrity and willingness to go into all of the places that you need to go into to really, really learn what it is to be a human being. So um, 
Alan, well, thank you for being so open and honest um, in your sharing of that journey. It's, it's, it's precious. Thank you. You're welcome. And thank, thank you both for, for seeing the real work. Thank you. And I am um, blown away as well because suddenly in this conversation, just in the last, what, 30 minutes or so, I also don't feel quite as alone. Um, when, when there's people like you, Jeff, out in the world that are building their, their communities and doing the work that you are doing in this world that is so needed, it makes me just smile like a little girl. <laughs> I just think this <laughs> is the most, the coolest group of people to be hanging out with. And I hope that you guys feel the same, dear listeners, because you truly are. You, you can do this stuff. We have your back. You're, you're hanging out with some of the coolest people in the world right now. And the other thing, Jeff, for those that don't know your business and the gifts that you have to share from that perspective, what is your business and where can people find out more about you and get some of your goodies? Sure. They can go to jeffreyslater.com, Jeffrey, J-E-F-F-R-E-Y, slater.com. Uh, and uh, that's S-L-A-Y-T-E-R. There's a Y in there, .com. And, uh, and on there, there's thousands of documentaries. There's free videos. Go to town. Um, there's so much info on there that's free and complimentary and then and then for the you know for the top leaders and the that feel called you know it's it, like then just send a message and there's it's not really public right now but um yeah i mean there's a there's a much bigger game to, to play and it's not for everybody i'm not here to work with everybody i'm and that's what's scary for me is to realize that is i'm really not i'm not here for the for everyone i'm here for a specific group of people and and it's very um it's I'm grateful to have this conversation because it's really become clear to me right now. And I feel like everyone listening, you know, you have your group of people you're here to work with. Focus on them. Thank you so much for your time uh, today, Jeffrey. And is it, Heather, is there anything you would like to say in conclusion? No, guys, other than thanks for listening. Thank you so much for tuning in. And Jeff, thank you so much for spending this time with us and you're, you're sharing your beautiful insights and your realness. And you know what? I'm going to be building a meme that says success is buttered toast. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I, I love that. And, and thank you for both the work you guys do and everyone listening. Um, keep going. Keep going. I mean, we got this. We, we, we got this planet. Much love, Jeff. What an amazing first episode. Guys, we want to keep hanging out with you. This is just the start of the journey. What's a good place, do you think, Julian? Where should they be coming and hanging out? Where should they get more information? Ah, uh, that's good. That's good. That's good. Look, I reckon the perfect follow-on from today is uh, I've written an ebook called The Power of Yes. And it's about the nine simple things you can do that really help to generate your projects and your entrepreneurial projects into the world. And yes is the most important thing you need to know and the most important thing you need to do. And you may be wondering, well, why is yes so important? So if you'd like a copy of The Power of Yes, my little ebook, go to www.shineglobal.com.au. We cannot wait to hang out with you a little bit more off of your earbuds that you're listening to right now so we'll, we can uh, stay in touch with you in other ways. We'd love to see you over there again, shineglobal.com.au. Thanks, everyone. Yeah.